Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, people are saying nice things about the Space Jam movie and I'm not having it. It's enough. I know it's LeBron. We don't have to stand everything that he does. That and more. LeBron James and those makers of the Space Jam movie, the new Space Jam movie, the uh, worst Space Jam movie between the two of them, uh, they celebrated the fact that they won the weekend in terms of box office, which, given the fact that it aired on HBO Max and given the fact that we are coming out of a pandemic, is something to be proud of. It really is. I'm not taking away from that accomplishment. Making a movie is hard, and they got just enough people and stars and HBO Max entities involved to get people out to the theaters. Congratulations to them for that. But let's not kid ourselves into thinking this thing was any good. It was not. It was terrible. Like, laughably bad. I'll explain why here in a second. Hold on. So, when the first Space Jam movie came out, they trafficked in nostalgia. They got you back with the Looney Tunes. They... they utilized the coolness of Michael Jordan and and they did just enough on the peripheries to bolster uh, some somewhat stale performances from Michael at times with Bill Murray who is really effing good at everything that he does uh, and that was really good and I thought I thought the uh, the stars involved uh, back in, back then provided you know you had Chuck and you had Muggsy Moogs who laughed at himself a little bit Sean Bradley was hilarious when he when he uh, they they used some physical comedy with him and Larry Johnson, I and and look, I'm also gonna be I'm gonna cop to being biased here. That was a movie of my childhood, and my childhood is better than the current kids' childhood. Okay, cool. We'll get that out of the way. Here's what I think: Space Jam, the new whatever frontier, <laughs> whatever they're calling it. Here's where I think they they kind of aired, and and Avery is is livid in the background that I am doing this. But the original Space Jam was smart in that. They just let Michael Jordan be in on the joke. It wasn't he wasn't there to to give some Oscar worthy performance. They didn't give him any heavy hitting lines. They just let him laugh at Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes while they did their weird stuff. Uh, they let him laugh at Bill Murray, who thought he could eventually make it to the NBA. They just let Michael Jordan be Michael Jordan. It's kind of like the Haynes commercials. I think Michael Jordan, over the course of his entire partnership with Haynes, has said 33 combined words with Haynes in those commercials. Is that an official number? You tell me. <laughs> I might be right. I think I'm right. Uh, and, and so Space Jam basically went about it the same way. They gave him very few lines, and the lines that they gave him were were very simple. It was let's go and, and stuff like that. Uh, and they just let Michael be Michael. And I thought in this one, LeBron uh, was was asked to do some acting and reach some depths that he is not capable of an act of as an actor. And he wasn't helped at all, I think, by the dialogue. And it was just it was kind of a flat performance, as you would expect from an NBA player. Like it'd be weird if LeBron just stepped out into a movie and was immediately. Like Jack Nicholson out there, prime Jack Nicholson. That'd be odd. <laughs> LeBron is Anthony Hopkins with a three-point shot. Like, that's not how this stuff works. And uh, I thought Don Cheadle did what he could to, to try to buy into it, but there were times where Don Cheadle sounded like he was reading all of these lines for the first time. 
Uh, I, I thought the writing and the dialogue was just really bad. Like people don't talk the way that they had people talking in that movie and it just wasn't a good movie and that's okay. And people who like it, fine, like what you want. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a good movie. I didn't think it set out to accomplish what it hoped to accomplish where, you know, it's a kid's movie and you're supposed to have fun. If you got through the slog that was the first 45 minutes or so of the movie and you got to the basketball part, the basketball part was hugely entertaining. It didn't need, the movie didn't need to be two hours long. Just like this rant didn't need to be five minutes long. That rant was brought to you by HBO Max. All right, shorter show today because there isn't much going on with the Lakers. I do want to tell you guys about a podcast that I recorded with Sean Hyken on the Anthony Irwin Show. It was really fun to talk to Sean. He gave a ton of really good information and background information on the entire saga that has been the Blazers offseason to this point. I got to be honest, I have no effing idea how Neil O'Shea is still employed uh, given everything that he's he's done to this point and everything that he's flubbed to this point. Uh, and Sean gives you, especially after talking to Sean, I'm marveling at the fact that Neil O'Shea is, is somehow reached the point of untouchableness despite never winning a championship. It's wild. It's crazy. Uh, so you guys are going to enjoy that. We are continuing with our player uh, review series across the website, and uh, you have a fun show coming up with Alex and Alex uh, later today uh, on Taco Tuesday where they're going to discuss uh, a, a player review, and they are going to get into some of the Dame situation, I'm sure, on in, in, in their minds and their opinions as well, uh, and where the Lakers factor into that situation. So all of that is going to be coming to you in, in a really fun and entertaining way. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.